0: Hi, this is Craig Tucker, Director of the Office of Supportive Services. The Office of Supportive Services houses two Opportunity Programs, the Arthur O'Eve Higher Education Opportunity Program, otherwise known as HOP, and TRIO, Student Support Services, otherwise known as SSS. One of the things I wanted to do with the Census Project is make connections across campus among Syracuse University students, faculty, staff, and administration. The goal is to facilitate genuine connections and understanding between SU faculty, administrators, and students. This podcast is the first of hopefully many where invited guests from across campus sit down and get to know one another in a new and meaningful way. This particular podcast focuses on jazz. On February 8th, SSS Associate Director Amy Smith and I did a short presentation on the Census Project to the Council for Diversity and Inclusion. Afterwards, Professor Shu Kai Chin reached out with his support of the project and shared a YouTube video of the jazz piece, Compared to What?, by Les McCann and Eddie Harris, performed live at the Montreal Jazz Festival in 1967. This inspired us to create a jazz song share where everyone at the table picked a jazz piece that means something to them. In this podcast are five men from various ages, generations, races, and roles on campus. Noah Lambert is a first-year student in the College of Engineering and Computer Science who chose Dave Brubeck's Take 5 from
1: 1959. <laughs>
0: Joe Vannibal is a graduate student in music education who chose Save Your Love for Me by Nancy Wilson and Cannonball Adderley from
2: 1962. Wish I knew
0: Why I'm so in love with you
2: No one else in this world Darling, please
0: save your love for me. Daquan Smith is a first-year SSS student in the David B. Falk College of Sport and Human Dynamics, and he chose Christmas Time is Here, performed by Vince Garaldi trio in 1965. <music> ¶¶ Shukai kai Chen is a professor of electrical engineering and computer science from the College of Engineering and Computer Science who inspired this podcast with his choice of Compared to What by Les McCann and Eddie Harris from 1967. I love the lie and lie the love I hang on
1: me, push and shove Possession is the motivation that is hanging up The goddamn nation looks like we always end up in a rut. Everybody now trying to make it real compared to what? Come on, baby.
0: And finally, my pick for the podcast was Bustin' Loose by Chuck Brown from 1979. So this is the census project song share with a jazz theme and uh, as you may know census stands for studying an environment that nurtures self-exploration and students so now i'm going to set the stage why are we here and why is this experience happening i have a confession that this is purely selfish personal motives <laughs> so i have an agenda <laughs> so You know, we're coming together and we're coming together to talk. I've had interactions with each of you, but I don't know you. But I thought when we started the whole census project, how could I make this work for me as well? You know, so the census project was presented to me by my associate director, Amy Smith And I'm thinking, okay, here she comes again. Another thing she wants to try. <laughs> which it seemed like every week Amy had something she wanted to try. But I thought, I said, you know, after I, I gave her the, let me think about it, which I, I'm a processor, so it takes me one or two days to come to some kind of conclusion. And I said, it makes sense. Let's give it a try. And she created this brilliant masterpiece so that I that I think is a masterpiece. But within that, I said, there's gotta be a part I can play in this. something I wanna accomplish. And my theme for my life, one thing I've always tried to do is build relationships. So I'm like, this might be a way to do that. I can bring people together from different (laughs) aspects across campus. It's like The View, you ever watch The View on daytime television? (laughs) Five women coming together with different points of view. (laughs) But I thought we can bring people together that may not ordinarily come together and let's try to humanize one another. So from different levels, we have professors, we have undergrads, we have grads, we have uh, department chairs or directors, people that you may not interact with regularly. So let's see if we can just come together and talk and get to know one another and hopefully build some bridges and connect. So that's my personal goal. My mantra is I don't want to live this life in vain. So I want to leave the world a little better than what I found it. And I said, this may be a uh, piece a muster sized piece of work that I can do that can help that. Things don't have to be done on a grand scale. It could be little things day by day that we can make a difference. That's where this is all coming from. So thank you for coming to the very first of what I hope will be many. I said to Amy, we'll do this one podcast at a time. So we'll we'll make a difference. We'll have an impact on campus one podcast at a time. And there's a lot of uh, activities going around on campus that, we all, that we'll all work together. But a lot of little things come together and make big things happen. So thank you all for being here. So the stage is set. So now let's talk about what we'll do today. We'll go around. Everyone will take uh, two to three minutes to introduce themselves. So we'll talk about your campus affiliation, why you're a part of this project, what made you be a part of this project. What's your relationship to music like in general? And what are you listening to? What do you listen to normally? So I thought it'd be easier if we start in the order of the creations of the song. So that means Dave Rubik's, uh Take 5 from 1959. That means, Noah, you're up first.
3: So I am a first year uh, undergrad in the, the College of Engineering of Computer Science. I was introduced to this by a friend of mine who's a senior um, who was like, come with me. I'm going to go to this place. We're going to make some music. And I was like, OK, so. Showed up uh, with with Gus and it was a good time. And here I am. Uh, I played a little bit of uh, jazz music in middle school, high school. My band teacher was like, "You're pretty good at the like classical music that we play in like band, so come do this. It's way more fun." And it was way more fun. I, I haven't done that any here, and I kind of left away from it during COVID because couldn't really do it. But yeah, it, I'm I'm happy I did it in the past. Now I I mostly just listen to. Um, some, like, music from my childhood, which is, like, alternative, like, punk rock stuff, and then, like, rap music.
0: All right. How about you, Joe?
2: I just want to say thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, this is fun. But I, I was introduced to the Census Lab, um, actually, by a guy that I think everybody, most people know here about, Nick Piotto, and he, he works for the lab. And I was told that there was this great lab that any SU student can use on campus, you know? And I was like, "Wow, that's that's awesome!" Like, the school that I went to, Michigan State, didn't have anything like that. So, um, I checked it out, and Nick helps out people around here. So, you know, I checked out the space and met some other people that were making music. And so then I started helping out around here, and it's been it's been great. So I'm a I'm a music ed graduate student right now at Syracuse University, and that was a very very last minute thing for me. Um, I had just recently graduated from a jazz conservatory of music. It's a, the Michigan State College of Music. Um, and my primary instrument is jazz trombone, so I listen to jazz pretty much all day. I played all day. It's kind of, it's my life right now. Um, I love all types of music, too. You know, I listen to a lot of hip-hop, a lot of reggae, you know, a lot of other stuff, too, but that's what I listen to all day. Like, that's what, you know, when I plug in my headphones, that's what I listen to. Um, so I love that, and uh, it's been great, you know, getting to know everybody in the Census
0: Lab. Awesome. How about you, DeQuan? Or
1: day. I'm sorry. (laughs) No worries. Um, I'm a first year student here at Syracuse University uh, majoring in social work and David B. Falk. I was introduced by the Census Project by Amy and my background in music. I went to a performing arts high school. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So I studied music for four years. Um, I play the violin, piano, and bassoon. But I'm not towards jazz music that's not my specialty my favorite uh genre that i listen to more often is classical music
4: interesting
0: okay so here's something that i struggle with are you okay being addressed by your first name
4: oh absolutely okay, Shu kai uh, yes I'm, i mean i'm
0: always formal i you know I, get, I have to learn to relax
4: a little bit but
0: <laughs> all right so that brings the floor to you shu kai
4: So, I'm Shu Kai Chen. I'm a professor in electrical engineering and computer science. And and Craig, it's great that you asked that question because the times where I am more formal are with my own students whom I address by their last names because we're supposed to model professional behavior. But when we're in here, we're just people, right? So, it's great to see all of you. Very nice. And um, well, as to, uh, let's see, how I, got introduced to census, well, it was because of you, Craig, and you, Amy, right? Uh, I, uh, Truth be told, I I work for Craig in uh, the Council on Diversity and Inclusion. I'm one of its members, and when I heard the description of what this was and the question, well, you know, what we do is build bridges by talking about music that means something to us, I thought, wow, what a great idea, and uh this piece of music popped into my head and let's see my relationship to music I grew up in in New York City Manhattan like you day and I had 12 years of classical piano lessons which I'm pretty sure I was a disappointment to my (laughs) my parents and they didn't really take that disappointment seriously until I blew my actual my last real recital oh (laughs) right and so the uh, you know had all Juilliard instructors and The last one was a real taskmaster. He says, yeah, I guess you don't really like doing this. And I said, you're right. (laughs) But I so admire all of you uh, because you're able to use an instrument and express yourselves. And that is something that I have never mastered myself but so admire. Uh, And what I listen to now is mostly classical. I have to give a shout out to WCNY because I'm one of the, um, uh, on on the board of trustees there and it's a classic FM is a great, you know, is a great resource. Sometimes I listen to jazz uh, and WAER. And so that's it about me. Awesome. So
0: I'll say a little more to be fair. (laughs) So I'll introduce myself as well. So Craig Tucker, I have the honor and privilege of being the director of the Arthur O.E. Fire Education HOP program and the Trio Student Support Services program and now I also say the Census program. <laughs> so this is uh, my calling, this is my passion. I love coming here to do this work and that's my affiliation to the university. I've kind of done this work off and on for the last close to 40 years. It took me a while to realize that this is where I was meant to be. I was called to do this work and be in a support. That's the story of my life. So that's a good thing. I already shared why I wanted to do the podcast. So that hasn't changed in the last few minutes. This is, I want to build these bridges and tear down walls. And I usually, in my head, a lot of times you may see me walking around campus. And if I seem like I don't see you, because I'm always in my head. So when I walk, I usually hear music in my head when mm-hmm. I'm walking. And and that's how I set the, my pace of walk i p- kind of pick a song in my head and you can tell if i'm in a highly energized the song you might hear me craig is listening to busting loose in his head <laughs> you know he's walking he's a, he looks like he's on a mission but if you see me at a more casually leisurely space you'll see oh uh, he's probably listening to nancy wilson <laughs> so he's just nancy wilson is kind of keeping them mellow or take five which is like a in the middle of the road kind of song, which I is one of my favorite jazz pieces. So music is just me. And I, when I don't have music in my life, I'm out of balance. I don't function well. And I didn't realize that until this project came on board and I started thinking about music and I started listening to music. I hadn't listened to music really in a while because I just haven't had time. You know, It seems like there's always one project after another that you have to get done. But in doing this, I started listening. to I listened to all the songs. And then as, as I listened to each song, I wanted to hear another Les McCann song. I wanted to hear another Nancy Wilson song. Hmm. The Charlie Brown stuff, I, you know, I, I, did, I did want to hear Linus and Lucy. I played Linus and Lucy over and over again. And then I wanted to hear more. They, so I started going deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, that music thing came right back and I was like, this is what's been missing. You know, I said to Amy, my associate director, the other day, I work better when I have music. Things were getting accomplished more smoothly. So music is really that character in my life that kind of keeps me balanced. My favorite genre of music is gospel, traditional gospel. I do listen to contemporary gospel music as well. But in addition to traditional gospel, I listen to everything. And that's always been the case. My music, I look at myself and I look at my family and I stand out because I was so eclectic is the word to best describe me. I listen to everything. Heavy metal is kind of on the lower end because that kind of shakes me up a little bit. (laughs) But I have. There are some parts that I really like. So I listen to everything. And I think that's what keeps me level and open-minded. So, what do we think? How are we feeling? Do we feel like we know each other a little better? Yeah. 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 All right. So, I think why don't we just talk about the songs and let's talk about what they mean to us and how they came to be our choice today. So, going in the same order, let's start with Noah and let's talk about Dave Brubeck and Take 5. All right.
3: Yeah, it's a really it's a really cool song, like you mentioned, it's kind of like a nice middling uh, speed. It's a very like calm, like I think it's like 90, 100 BPM or something. It's a lot of fun to play. It's a You're supposed to play it with four people and like the, the, the piano player is leading the song and then there's like, you kind of need a really good soloist to do the actual like melody of the song, but um, it's really fun to play in front of an audience. Um, and I, I, this was one of the first songs that I learned um, in jazz because it's not too hard on the piano part, which is what I was playing. But yeah, I, I love this song. And it's, jazz is not my favorite type of music, but there's there's probably like 30 jazz songs that I will listen to, and this is one of them. And actually, um, this Christmas song is one of the other ones. I love this Christmas song. And I actually liked all the songs, which was surprising to me, but I love this song I love that Christmas song. So yeah. That's you, you said you, you've you listened to this? Like, this is one of your favorite songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: abs- yeah, I Yeah, I've listened to it quite a few times. I've actually seen Dave Brubeck when he was living in concert a few times. That's and awesome. It, this was always one of the, the, <laughs> the hit songs. And his son. I've seen his son, I think, Dan Brubeck. I think Dan yeah. was the drummer. Yep. So I've seen them both in person, and he, he was great.
3: He's a good performer. I've Absolutely. only seen recordings but he's a definitely a good performer he, he
0: really was he was yeah. really good very good any any thoughts
2: any... i was just gonna say that dave it's crazy dave brubeck was actually an ambassador for the united states for a long time so that's how how popular he was and th- this is the song that really like brought him to life so he would travel all around the world as an ambassador for the u.s so like if the president like was traveling somewhere they would take dave brubeck and his band and they would play for these you know other countries before they met and exchanged words and stuff so
0: I, I thought that was that was cool <laughs> that's crazy i had no idea yeah yeah absolutely he, big world figure But well, this is the example of how music plays a part in our lives right music is really like i said it's like that character that i call it a character that makes a difference if you're watching a movie can you imagine watching a movie without a soundtrack? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd probably fall asleep on most of the movies. You know, the sound, that speeds up your heartbeat during the excitement times. It slows you down during the... Music is so essential. So I always tell people, you know, I'll, I'll share my spirituality side. But music, I think, directly comes from God. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's really a part of those the those earthy elements that keep us sane and keep us going so that makes perfect sense Dave Rubik had such a friendly persona in person so if you're sitting there listening to watching him at, sitting at the piano you you were cool you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it was just like this I told Amy this takes me back it reminds me of the beatnik period from the late 50s and early 60s it has that sound so I can see people sitting down in the dark uh <laughs> club with a lot of cigarette smoke and just sitting there everybody vibing together Definitely. everyone everyone's yeah. wearing black right. <laughs> you know so so that, that's what this particular piece you know said to me so very nice very nice all right joe let's talk about nancy wilson
2: yeah so i i was actually introduced to this piece i i thought about you know picking something from when i was a kid when i first started loving jazz and everything but this song really hit me. It was actually introduced to me by one of my professors, um, my freshman year of school. And I had listened to Nancy Wilson before, you know, I was really into like Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan and all those greats. Um, but I, you know, I hadn't really dug into Nancy Wilson yet. And I knew Cannonball Adderley, that's the, that's the saxophone player on the record. Um, and I knew that his brother Nat, who's the trumpet player. So they would, they had a band and they would perform. Um, Together a lot and I knew that they worked together a lot with Nancy Wilson, but I didn't know they had a record together Um, So he introduced this record to me. He's like check it out man Like you're gonna be blown away and the first the first track on this album is Save your love for me, and I was like wow Like her voice is just incredible and you know the way the soloists come in and like you know just light little melodic things just to help back her up super soulful little fills behind her voice like they really hit me, you know like a lot and the whole band, you know, playing a ballad. A lot of times, people, it's hard for people to play ballads correctly, in my opinion, because, you know, you can play a lot of fast stuff and you can play a lot of groove and stuff, but ballads are are super slow and it's they're hard to they're hard to really play well, you know. So, but this this recording really does it well, so I really love it. And one thing that I struggle with a lot is <laughs> actually listening to lyrics, because I get so distracted by the music behind it, you know. All the soloists, the chord progressions—I get kind of nerdy with it. <laughs> um, that I forget to listen to the lyrics. So eventually, I was like, "All right, I have to look up the lyrics here," because that's the only way I—I kind of lose track of the lyrics. I have a hard time remembering them as an instrumentalist, you know. So I looked up the lyrics, and it—you know—the song hit me even more. So it, it's—they're super powerful. So yeah, I, I just—I love
0: the song. Very nice, mm-hmm. very nice song. I—I, I, not that I'm the aficionado or the expert on music (laughs) i just listen to a lot i love nancy wilson she has a cd nancy now Mm -hmm, yeah that's like one of my favorites oh wow it's that time again there's a song in there it's that time again or ebb tide or if i could yes (laughs) you know if you ever get a chance to listen to nancy now which is uh nancy wilson's it's one of her later cds that is a great her voice the way she phrased yes her words it's like expert you mentioned like ella fitzgerald the of master the ma- right right you right. know what i mean but they had this way of just phrasing things it just pulled you right in i could just sit there i mean nancy wilson i could just sit there and just be mesmerized and i get kind of melancholy a little funny because i'm like these people are gone you know they're all you yeah. can't hear them again most of them you know the masters you know of course new masters are created every day you'll be a master everybody you know this the potential is but the these folks are gone but then i get kind of happy i'm like i'm glad we have the music the music yes on and on and it lives on yeah absolutely forever great choice nancy wilson i just i was surprised to see that i'm like nancy wilson so i said (laughs) joe you surprised me over and over (laughs) So, so all right all right so daquan let's talk about uh christmas time is here and I just feel like swaying back and forth, side to side. But that's what that song makes me want to do, swaying.
1: The first time I actually heard this piece was in high school. I would usually perform every semester, but they usually uh, put this song on. The jazz band will play this piece, usually around Christmas time. And I will just sit and a bunch of my friends would play. But even though that I'm really not into jazz like that, this piece honestly stuck to me. Not pretty much like, you know, Joe said with the lyrics i really don't listen to a lot of music with the lyrics i just listen to the instruments and hear each sound you know a part of the piece and honestly you know feel the music and with this piece i actually feel the music but now like you know actually listening to the lyrics it makes more sense to me honestly what this piece is trying to say now (laughs) this is going to be funny but like you know i did not know my freshman year i didn't know who charlie brown was you know (laughs) is charlie brown was way before my time so i'm like you know who is charlie brown my the jazz teacher looked at me and you know he was like you don't know who charlie brown is but as far as this like i definitely want to get into jazz more and actually learn how to play like
0: either the sax or the uh, trumpet, and actually learn how to play this piece so this is a great piece i gave day a hard time I said, you know, this song made me cry. <laughs> you know, I, was, yeah. I was listening to the music. I was going along in a good flow. And then I listened to this, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, was just, I just sunk down in my chair. And I connected it to my experience with Charlie Brown. <laughs> when you're watching the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. special, I'm like, poor Charlie Brown. He always got the short end of the stick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Amy made it worse when she told me about the Valentine's special. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was bad enough for the Christmas special or the Halloween special where he got the rocks, but she <laughs> had to throw in the Valentine's. I support Charlie Brown. So that's where I was coming from. Charlie Brown, like, you know, nice guy mellow kid of the group and here he is so i had to quickly turn to linus and lucy or lucy and linus to get pumped back up like, i got you know i gotta end this on a good note but it's a great choice
4: yeah it is a great choice i i mean like you craig i so this is a 1965 song and when i was 12 years old mom and dad and i they were into charlie brown it was a big deal when that special came on television
0: absolutely
4: and to this day you can hear something like this and be transported back all those years, and uh, yeah, I agree with you, Craig. It, it's it's Charlie Brown. You know, it was. It's so sad to see him. You know, <laughs> try to kick that football over and over. You know, <laughs> that little pathetic Christmas tree. You know, we talk about Charlie Brown Christmas trees. Yeah, it's just so many wonderful memories. But you know, day, you will have. Your day will come too when you say something that's a cultural reference for you now. And people will stare back at you and they'll, you know, they will have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but it, it'll, it'll be fine. That's
0: so true. The football reference. Wasn't there someone there that would lift the football up so he would fall? Was, that was Lucy. Lucy, yeah. Lucy. <laughs> Lu, and that's why I like Lucy in life. <laughs> 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 that Lucy was a piece of work. But she was. Very good. All right, Shukai. Let's talk about Les McCann and uh, Eddie
4: Harris. What's compared, compared to what?
0: what? I always feel like this music just takes me to church. <laughs> yeah. There's a
4: line about church in that that song. We can talk about that or la- later. And, All right. So the context. So here it is. I'm I'm studying classical piano. My parents are classic immigrants. Basically, get the stereotype. And uh, and so I'm just. We only really had FM was fairly new. And so. I'm in my bedroom, surreptitiously listening to the radio quietly. And all of a sudden, this, this song comes on as I'm scanning. And it turns out to be WLIB, which is one of the oldest uh, black jazz stations, uh, with Dr. Billy Taylor. But he wasn't, it turns out he wasn't a doctor at the time, but he was studying to be a doctor. And he is raving about this song. Uh, this piece, uh, compared to what by Les McCann and Eddie Harrison was performed at the Montrose Jazz Festival. And when I listen to it, I hear this freight train of a beat just, you know, you know, and it's eight and a half minutes long. And it is such a stunning social commentary. Um, And then, uh, you know, I'm sitting with, with at least three, if not more, accomplished musicians right and when i look at the youtube video of them performing i mean it is just it looks like they're having the time of their lives while they're creating perfect music you know it's it's just it's just amazing to watch but the lyrics also are captivating because you know, there are a couple of lines in there. Remember, this is a 1960s song with Vietnam, with the Vietnam War going on, and all sort of war and poverty, and you know the generation gap, right? You know, we don't talk about that anymore, but there was real concern at that time that the younger generation were going to turn into communists and right. take over the country, right? <laughs> and so you have lines like, "The president, he's got his war. Folks don't know what it's for." They don't give us any rhyme or reason. Have one doubt, they call it treason, and so you transport that from the '60s to the '70s to the '80s to now. It is still a relevant commentary. You mentioned church. We're both churchgoers, uh, uh, Craig, and oh, and I should say that uh, one of the main reasons I'm still at church is because of an SU music professor, Joe Downing. Mm -hmm. Um, who is a a brilliant musician, composer, and uh, even even more spectacular human being.
2: He's great. I'll just put that out there.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his idea of music is not to polish the apple for perfection, but in the actual moment of making it. And I will defer to Day, Noah, and Joe for filling out what that means. But it's... You know, as somebody like me, it's just a privilege to be able to, to be in the room and open my mouth on occasion as part of a <laughs> choir. But uh, the piece about church, and compared to what, is um, church on Sunday, sleep and nod, trying to duck <laughs> the wrath of God, people filling us with fright. They're all trying to uh, convince us what they think is right. <laughs> I can't use it, you know? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just this relevant social commentary for 60 years. Yeah, Um, and it came out of, it came out of jazz, and so um, there's got to be a thesis in there someplace, right? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Like you were, one thing that you said that I agree with. um, These words are 50, 60 years old, but they're still relevant. And can't you see a connection to like hip hop? Oh yeah, I was about to say definitely with the style. The hip hop, you know, a lot of people think it's kind of the newer version of, but hip hop has been around for a very long time in different forms and jazz jazz has laid the foundation for a lot of music that we listen to but these words <laughs> are amazing and definitely i can identify with it especially the church part because i can remember when it's feeling like you know church my goodness you're afraid <laughs> you <going laughs> it scared you it was a scary thing <laughs> don't do that if you step out of line you know where you're going <laughs> you know what i mean so I'm thankful that there's been evolution <laughs> to some degree for a lot of people, but this is great.
2: I, I was just going to say, if you don't mind. Um, Absolutely. I, I was struck by actually just your story of you remembering the first time that this song played. Um, Cause to me, that's what music is about. You know, you, you, you hear a song on the radio, you bring brings back an immediate flashback, you know, you're like, wow. I remember when I heard this song mm-hmm. six years ago, I was on the bus, you know, with my, in sixth grade with my friend, you know what I mean? Like, you hear a certain song, and immediately you're brought back to whenever you would listen to that, whenever that time period, you know, you were listening to that. And that kind of speaks volumes for how powerful music is to, like, your spirit and your soul. Um, so I was really shocked by that story.
3: Personally, um, I've got a lot of, like, connection between, like, music and, like, memory. Like, I've got songs that make me think of last summer. I've got songs that make me think of the beginning of last semester specifically that, like i listen to that song and i i feel the way i felt during that time period and i think i i feel like that's a pretty common thing like people will be like oh this song makes me think of you know when i saw it when i, I went to this concert or this album came out and um, for example like um the new kanye album came out last semester that album makes me think of last semester um not that i love it that much
4: Well, I'll share that I was also a first-year student about, well, in 1971 and 72 here at Syracuse. And I brought this album, you know, it was called Swiss Movement, uh, Atlantic, you know, it was an Atlantic release. And I played it for my friends. I mean, have you ever said something and, and after you say it, it's like, there's just dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh like, yeah. You know, it's like saying next. I mean it's wow. Like, I mean it was really and so part of the reason I was compelled to do this and bring this up because I've I've played this for many people and most people don't have a reaction. And it's mm. it's it's really um that's weird. Really, it is. It it and so this is the first time I've actually had an opportunity for people to to weigh in on it uh, who appreciate it. So. I I loved this song when I was listening to it. Um and it
3: reminded me of actually I don't know if any of you have listened to Tyler the Creator. Oh yeah. But this song reminded me a lot of some of his music. He he has a he does a good job of genre bending. That's like one of the best things he does. He's one of my favorite artists for that reason. And um I can see this being a song that he would have contributed to if he was alive at the time but um i think that this song isn't a song that would lend itself very well to like a live performance and that i can understand why this song would have like struck you the first time that you listen to it on like a radio station in a specific circumstance because it sounds like a bunch of friends having fun making a song yeah and they're talking about what they're passionate about and they don't really care like what it's coming off saying like Talking about like a slaughterhouse, like it's pretty like visceral the the imagery that they give you. But they're just they're just having fun making this song, and I feel like it would be fantastic to see live. Um, Absolutely,
0: I'll share. I share a lot, but I'll share this. I saw lesson cannon in person as well, wow. and I I shared with Amy. I said, you know, it was I was so happy that I never heard this piece or I didn't remember hearing it, and it, it kind of brought me back full circle with him because I when he performed. He kind of <laughs> scolded the audience. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, he was doing a, one of his uh, pieces, and it was great. And in the middle of the piece, he had started playing the African American, the national anthem, "Lift Every Voice and Sing." Mm-hmm. He played a piece of that within the set that he was doing, and he, his expectation was people would stand up, right? But people were sitting there <laughs> listening to the music and going along. And then he kind of looked over and like, and he made comment. I'm not even gonna stand up. (laughs) (laughs) So, so everybody was like, I knew what was going on, but a lot of people around me probably didn't know what was going on. And then, you know, and then I thought, okay, talking about going to church and feeling guilty, I said, yeah, I probably should have stood up. You know, so I felt (laughs) that. So, it kind of put a cloud over the rest of that performance. But this really brought me back to the essence of Huss McCann and how much I, you know, appreciate his music and enjoy seeing him in person. So, I don't consider myself a jazz expert but for some reason when I look back I spent a lot of time listening to jazz and going to jazz concerts I would go to uh, the Saratoga Performing Arts Center every year for the jazz festival they had a jazz festival Mm. usually the week before 4th of July every year it's a two-day festival Hmm. so I would spend time there listening and I got to see so many people you know, Ray Charles and the Raisinets and, wow. and all the, you know, there's just tons of people. But also the jazz festivals that were here mm-hmm. in Syracuse, I would volunteer for. So I would get to see the artists. So I, I was very fortunate. So when all these names came to me, which a lot of them I would not have thought about, it just brought everything back. I'm like, this is great stuff. and I And I can connect. Like you said, music can make you connect back. If it's a, that kind of a piece, you can connect back to what you were doing or how you were feeling, even more important. That song makes me feel like this because I remember what was happening the first time I heard it. So music is that universal language that really has power. So
2: I was just gonna shout out the Syracuse Jazz Festival. You're talking about jazz festivals in the city. Um, and I don't know if you all heard, but the Syracuse Jazz Festival for years would be um, performed at Onondaga Community College, mm-hmm. which you know get great crowds. But recently, because of COVID, we didn't have it for a couple of years. But this coming year, it's it's coming to downtown Syracuse, um, which is huge for the city, and they got a huge, huge grant um, to help fund it. So it, it's a big, big deal for the city, and it shouldn't should draw in a lot of people and a lot of great acts. So I'm super happy about That's that. That's
0: awesome to hear. Yeah. You're right, and you know the funny thing. It originally started downtown, right, and then it moved. Then right? they moved yeah. it to OCC. Why? You're right, but <laughs> I worked at OCC at the time, so you know I would walk out. But yeah, and I thought, what a that was a devastating move. I think.
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad to hear it's coming back, and that's great.
4: Yeah, I think one of the reasons why was I think political, which was mm. not to have it in a downtown urban area because of. Uh, Reasons of safety, quote unquote. Mm. You know, which I don't want to turn this into political commentary, but this we can turn
0: this into whatever. Well, (laughs) you
4: know, there's something fundamentally wrong that, that an art form with really strong African American roots. Gets uprooted from downtown Syracuse and moved to the suburbs. I mean, if Doesn't that is sense. not a, a a metaphor for or a social commentary, and and it was, Agreed. you know, a lot of people complained, and I think justifiably so. But uh, I think that the mantra was, oh, there's better parking. You
0: know, it, right, uh, right, <laughs> it's like, all right, like, right, come
4: on. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right.
0: oh, let's go a little deeper with that, you know, yeah. right. But here, that's a whole nother podcast. We're gonna have to come back together. <laughs> so you've given us like at least three podcasts. I was thinking when you were talking about being a first year, first generation student in 1971, that's a podcast in itself. Because I would love to hear what Syracuse was like in 1971 for a first generation college student. So that's, we, we have to come back together. And then we'll talk about that social other stuff. But, okay, so we've all talked about, oh, I guess I got to talk about my song. I forgot. I'm so caught up. Oh, I feel like busting loose. Now, we, 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 it was a jazz theme. And I'm always bucking the trend. I had a jazz song. I had Amy will tell you my song changed every day (laughs) Every day I'm like Okay this is going to be my song And then next oh no change I'm going to do this one But then I think it was my particular mood This particular day That Bustin' Loose came back It's not so much of a jazz song Even though the horns are there I said this is who I am right now I need to talk about Bustin' Loose So I'll share a little bit about myself I've always been the kind of person That kind of like lived my life For other people Never really true to myself. So I always did what was right, you know, according to everybody. I'm going to do what's right, whether I felt it for me or not. I was like, you know, so you know how exhausting it is always to try to say the right thing when you really want to say something else or have the facial expression that you on your face, but behind your. Faces a whole another uh, explosion. You ever? Do you? Remember, you probably may not remember Allie McBill. There was a TV show.
4: called Oh yes, I remember <laughs> Allie McBill.
0: So one thing <laughs> about Allie McBill that I always connected to was like, you know, the person would be saying something, but they'd show another image of like an explosion or like he's trying, to, you know. But you're sitting there smiling at the person, so, the, so people <laughs> really don't know. But that's the kind of thing. That's how you know I always felt. So throughout my whole life, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so constrained so reserved and so that even to the point now that i struggle to find my words because i'm always trying to measure i want to make sure everybody's good
3: mm-hmm.
0: but then there comes the point that's too exhausting i'm exhausted i'm tired i'm old now i'm older not old i'm older and i said you know i gotta bust through i gotta i gotta shake this off and busting loose came back to me because that's what busting loose to me means it uh it doesn't mean like i, I want to go out and Hurt people. It just means I want to be about. I'm free, you know. Yeah. What I mean? And this is one thing I've gained so much respect for Shukai because when we sit in certain meetings and certain questions are answered, I kind of am quiet. I'm, you know, because I was like, I know what I want to say. <laughs> I know what my intentions are, but how will it be received? You know. So I'm really like, <laughs> <you> know, <so laughs> of, at least three occasions, he shared. His thoughts on some things and I'm like wow is he like reading my mind can he how how do you know that how do you know and he says just what needs to be said so I love that freedom and that's busting loose that represents busting loose to me and I want everyone to bust loose (laughs) you know whichever way you need to now I think we can bust loose in a healthy way busting loose is freeing busting loose is liberty busting loose is being honest and being so comfortable with yourself you can share of yourself and share your thoughts and not worry about it coming back to you to hurt you but it very well may do that but you don't have to worry about it because that's your truth Mm -hmm. and there's freedom in truth that's what busting loose is just let it go be free and if there's an issue with what what you said or what you feel talk about it you know let's have we're free let's open up and discuss and clear the air don't walk away holding it in pretending like everything's good but then you're festering and you know (laughs) you know then that becomes a whole nother issue and i think everyone should bust loose i think everybody should (laughs) listen to this song while they walk (laughs) and get get some energy going Mm -hmm. now the words you know the funny thing is when i listen to music it's always the beat like the beat gets me the lyrics may not come along for another two months, but the at I'm, least, yeah, I'm listening to the beat and the beat. Every, you know, I, my a good friend of me, a mine, told me once. She said, "You need to start listening to the words," <laughs> you know, because I recommended the song and I hadn't listened to the words. It was more the beat, <laughs> and so when she listened to it, she's like, "I can't believe you recommended that song. You need to listen to re, look at the words." And you know, you go back and look at the words, like, you know, and then I get <laughs> I get mad at the artist, like it's the artist's fault. But I'm like, you know, but so I've learned the kind of before I recommend a song, look at it, the beat. But this is one of those times I didn't do that. I did go by the beat. And then I looked at the words afterwards and I got a little nervous. I'm like, uh, I sent this to Shukai. Let me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> so, like the word. <laughs> yeah, so I was like,
0: look at these words. And I'm like, and I'm like, I hope they know <laughs> what get, 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 get down mean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So that that's where Bustin' Loose comes from for me and that's what it resonates it's 1979 i was a high school student and this was just out there and it was just ready getting ready to go in the summer and uh growing up in syracuse i grew up right here on the campus i spent most of my life Mm -hmm. here on campus i can tell you the evolution things the way the buildings look how it's so different now than it was in 1970, 71, 70, You can say that too. You can share that too. And you remember the old dorm that sat in the corner where the shine is. They tore down the original dorm to build right. the shine. And it was just everything that's so different. The record shop. You remember the record shop? And you yes. know, this yes. University Ave was so different. And this, where the Whitman School was, just this great big parking lot where we drank every like Friday. <laughs> so, something like this. So, this is really part of my life. Well, busting Loose came out towards the summer, and everybody was just feeling that. And it was just a great wow. place, great place to be. So, great memories. Music is like the universal language that I think that can end wars and make peace and cause all kind of bad things to turn good. How do you feel music can help us and how we function day-to-day on campus? How can it impact our campus climate? How can we by our love of music, what can it do for us? How can it kinda help us build understanding and of one another and tolerance of one another and knowing that difference is not a bad thing?
2: I I was gonna say that, especially in jazz and, you know, funk and gigging around the area or I gigged a lot in Detroit when I was when I went to school around there. You know, I, I came from Syracuse, but you know, there was a lot of people from Detroit that would gig with me. There was a lot of people from D.C. There was a lot of there was some people from India. There was students from Japan that were like really good jazz artists. So we all got together, and you know, we weren't from the same places. You know, our cultures were very different, but what brought us together was our love of the music. And if we were on a gig. On a gig, we were getting paid too, so that that helped too. You know, but you know, the music. You know, our love for music didn't matter where we came from you know like suddenly we you know you got these great friends because you know you were you were making music with them you know like in like jazz in particular is such like a niche thing nowadays you know like there's not it's a pretty small small world yeah, That's you know? True. um so once you you know once you meet people that really like listen to that music like in the same way that you do and it, it's there's just something different and you know regardless of your cultural differences or your backgrounds you know you can bond because of that
0: even if you speak different languages. <laughs> yes, exactly. No,
2: I mean, there was, you know, there was my Japanese friend, He, especially his first year, he really struggled with English, but he played
4: a mean upright bass. Like, so <laughs>
2: didn't matter, you know? So then, you know, he'd be like, come on, come on, let's play.
4: <laughs> well, Craig, and I think the whole premise of this podcast of Census is, I mean, you're, you're showing it works right now. I mean, um, in some of the experiential workshops uh, I've done, so I'll, uh, you know, full disclosure. I've, I've spent about ten years uh, going to Auburn Prison, and I've never stayed overnight. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. But uh, for some people who don't know Auburn Prison, it's a uh, maximum security prison, uh, about forty minutes away from here, from Syracuse, uh, 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 west of here, and it's a model of maximum security prison. Not in the sense that it's it's the best, but the way it operates is establish the standard operational procedures for all maximum security prisons. So why am I I bringing this up? We we would conduct Alternatives to Violence Project workshops uh, with inmates, and inmates, some of them are the very, very best trainers. And there's a, a, a saying that we have in these workshops, which is, you know, prison is not a safe place. And so the idea of letting your mask down is a crucial one, and letting people see who you are, you know. And that does, and and it, it's very applicable to Syracuse University and all <coughs> universities where you have differences in power, instructors and students, and and so when do we have an opportunity to share who we are and to let our masks down a bit? And you know, I I can. You know, I can say that through through music, as we're doing here. You know, I found out stuff about about Joe that I've never known. But I've known you uh, a good part long of long time. Life. Yeah, we went
2: to church together. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah I know uh, Joe's parents uh, pretty well, and and Craig. We've been on a number of committees. And, Absolutely. You know, but but what we f- we focus on, and I'm guilty of this, is. We, we, we focus so much on professional behavior. But what does that really mean? It means regardless of what you're feeling on the inside, you're just projecting the same thing on the outside. Right. And you may be dying on the inside, but you're just going to be bright and cheerful and optimistic and just plow right through. You know, and uh, Day, I, I have huge respect for people in, in your, your chosen profession, you know, to, to, to make those human connections. And they're so hard you know, when somebody wants to say, hey, you know, tell me what's going on. It's like, oh, no, no way. I don't know you. And it's not necessarily safe. But here, you've, you know, you have created, you and Amy have created uh, a space that we can, we can all, you know, uh, let our masks down at least a bit and to to share what, why something is meaningful. So I just want to say thank you.
0: Well, you're very welcome. And I think that that's exactly the goal. That's Humanizing everyone, you know, one another. We're we're all human, you know. We're we all make mistakes. We all fall short. We all have successes. Where, but let's stop for a minute and let's take the mask off and let's try to get to know one another. I think uh, that will help a lot of situations, you know. And it, this kind of really goes back started for me for like the second or third time when uh, not again that you started mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I'm thinking. Cause I'm on both sides of this thing, so I'm working with students, and I'm going up to the Barnes Center at every night. I'd go up at nine o'clock and I'd stay till like one a.m. in the morning just to make sure the students felt safe. But during the day, I'm like on the administrative side. Okay, we got to make sure they're good. We got to work together. And it really, the thing I think everyone was kind of saying the same things, saying it differently, and no one was listening to each other. Everyone had their thoughts, their preconceived notions, like they don't care or, you know, they won't hear us, you know. And it was like, they care. They hear you. <laughs> they, You got to talk. You got to share. You got to be willing to take a risk and share. And they have to acknowledge that they hear you. And you have to come together, right? But there was it was just so much anger that that had to be diffused first. And it took a while, you know, diffusing anger, and then come to the table and let's talk. But a lot of it is that people don't know each other everyone was Mm -hmm. prejudging everyone else you know you're in that position so you're on that side not to think that you have a thought or an opinion that maybe you'd want to take some time to listen to. So that, that, you know, that's been with me. I'm like, we have to build these relationships. We started a, a program here in our office last summer, uh, was it two summers ago now, where we did a virtual residence hall, cause we were, it was the beginning <laughs> of COVID. So our students who had to come during the summer had to do everything virtually. So we created, Amy created, Marika and I, we worked together, created this virtual residence hall. And I thought then this would be a great time to have university leadership On the residence hall, each, there were 10 floors. So we can find 10 leaders from campus to go to one to each floor. That might help build some relationships. They get to know the students on that floor. They get to share some of their thoughts with one another. And again, that brings down that wall like the ivory tower. They're up here. I'm here. I'm a first-generation college student. I don't know anything about college. I don't know where I am, but I know they're up there and I can't talk to them. But the reality is you probably can talk to them. You know what I mean? So that's you know it started around that time. Let's get people talking. Let's humanize that ivory tower. Let's humanize it, and let's get people talking, and let's try to avoid some of the situations that come about like not again that shoe. And it really comes with getting to know one another, having conversations. So this is great for me, and it's great that you all you know were willing to take the time to do this. Right? Because so a lot of people are. We're all busy. Everyone's busy. I know you're busy. You're everywhere, and you're, you're leading job searches, and you're on committees, and you're, you have your classes. and Are you first-year? First-year students are busy. First-year students are busy. I remember grad school. <laughs> grad. So, But to take time to do something like this, that says a lot about the people you are. So we are very much appreciative of you coming to do this and trying to find commonality amongst different songs that represent us. Did you sense any of the commonalities what are some what are some of the ones that you sent to
4: well Noah's comment about uh, see I I don't know hip-hop at all but to hear your commentary about oh I can see uh, how there's commonality here and just well I'm sitting among musicians so you you know how everything is constructed um, I, I I you know I, I'll share what I was concerned about I mean I'm absolutely delighted to be here but I thought that oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound totally crazy <laughs> in a room full of musicians who actually know what they're doing, uh, and I know virtually uh, very little uh, or virtually nothing. And so the fact that we can, I mean, just across the generations, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, to hear common ideas, I mean, it's, it's spectacular. And your comments about truth are. What was i think william sloan coffin said the world is too dangerous for anything but truth and too small but anything but love <laughs> right and without common ground we can't stand together and music is a wonderful common ground
0: absolutely well said so what do you think should we keep doing this i think definitely
2: this podcast is should definitely be continued this series is very cool
0: do you think this is something you could possibly do on your own maybe Find some people and share a song like you did with your first-year roommates. You may get some dead silence, but you think you can get (laughs) get people together? (laughs) Um,
1: I I think it's possible. You know, I think that, you know, everybody enjoys music. Everybody listens to music inside the world. Mm -hmm. You know, music is its own language. It's another language that brings people together, like Joe said. So I, I think it's possible. We just have to, you know, reach out to people.
2: And I was going to say, there's something about podcasts, this format, that is really, really different in this day and age because, especially with the technology that we have, mm. you don't just sit down and talk with people for an hour straight ever. Like, there's always some type of distraction, right? Definitely. There's always something like, oh, I got a meeting. Oh, reminder. Oh, oh, right. I have to call my mom. Oh, oh, wait. I have a meeting in 15 minutes. My phone's going off. I have another text message. You know, so I. It's, like, it's very refreshing to just sit down and just talk with some people about things that you're concerned about or things that you like, you know?
0: Very good. Yes. I think talking is very, just in a non-structured, non, a non-stress-free environment. It's one of the best things that you can, without really a, a, an agenda. Let's just come together. Let's yeah. just talk. And just to talk about something, it's, it's great. So I'm hoping that if you all want to do this again, you'll come and be a part of this again because the door is always open to do that. And just imagine, we have a million things we could talk about. So if you're willing, let's, we come back together again sometime, maybe six months down the road, we'll come back with another song. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Chikai, you do know hip hop because this is hip hop. <laughs> oh, okay. <I> just in <laughs> a different, just a different okay. era. So, <laughs> so. <Hip-hop's> great grandfather. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So with that, uh, I think we we can probably call it a wrap. And thank you all so much for participating and coming. And we'll do this again. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This podcast is brought to you by HOP and SSS's The Census Project. The Census Project encourages self-exploration and community building through podcasting, music, and beat making. You can find out more about the Census Project at SyracuseCensus.com. Through nuanced discussion and dialogue across differences, the Census Project seeks to create a more inclusive community, one podcast at a time. Again, this is Craig Tucker, and we thank you for listening.